Want the latest Sport Calgary updates in one place? Sign up for Sport Calgary's newsletter for the latest monthly updates sent straight to your inbox. Sign up at sportcalgary.ca. Well, hello there. How are you? Glad you could make some time for us. Welcome to the original Six Feet Conversation podcast here at Sport Calgary. I am your host, Rob Kerr, your podcasting pal. Uh, we got a great, great podcast for you today. Um, an ext- uh, really enlightening. Uh, just a fun guest, enlightening guest, great story. Um, and again, as I say in most of these podcasts, uh, full disclosure, friend of mine, uh, he is the commissioner of the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Uh, Ryan Bartoshik is going to be our guest today. Uh, Ryan is a, a, a fun story for me because he's, he's a young leader in sport. and eh, Not that young anymore, I suppose, but he started off as a young leader in sport. Uh, former player in the league, um, used junior A hockey to get an education and, and is now giving back to the league that gave him that opportunity. So um, he's been to some places, he's seen some things. So we're going to certainly explore his story today with the commissioner of the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Just a reminder, uh, if you're looking for things in light of COVID-19, Sport Calgary has compiled together a directory of webinars and digital events to help you stay connected in the Calgary sport community. Learn more at sportcalgary.ca. Let's spend a little time and get to know the uh, commissioner of the Alberta Junior Hockey League, Ryan Bartoshik. I think early on when we were doing these podcasts, we were like, how are how you holding up? How you doing? We're now three months into this. Um, how would you describe your pandemic COVID experience so far? Yeah, I think you know, in, in the hockey world, there's a natural cycle to the season. And when that was disrupted, it's kind of thrown everything off. But, um, you know, the reality is the first priority was that everyone was safe and our athletes were safe and our communities were safe. So, you know, I think that's, uh, that was the priority. And, and now it was moving into the next phases of, you know, (laughs) What does tomorrow look like? What does next week look like? What does next month look like? So, you know, we're managing that on a, on a day-to-day basis and, um, you know, trying to get some source, source of normality in our lives. But the reality is everyone's going through the same thing and, and you just have to lean on on the people that uh, that support you and and uh, are, are the great people that, that you need to be around. You are a guy that, you know, under normal circumstances, kind of lives out of a briefcase, right? And you know, you'd be traveling, you'd be around. You're not really kind of tied down to an office location, though. Yeah, you know, when when things came down March 12th, I was packed up and then ready to go to Sherwood Park for for the 13th, and and we were opening up round two, and you know that was really the start of the travel season, and from you know that point till till the end of May, you're you're at the rink and you're in the boardroom and you're meeting and um, you're finishing up the season and getting prepared for the next. So just to get over that mental hurdle of, of that not happening, it was, it was tough, but um, you know, when you talk about our league, it's about community and and opportunity. So uh, some of that opportunity was taken away, but for the benefit of our communities. So how much of this technology stuff, are you a Zoom meetings guy? Or are you a Google Hangouts guy? What, what, what have you been doing to stay connected with everybody? Yeah, whatever's been, whatever's working, we, we kind of adapt to. And, um, you know, you're working with a whole bunch of different stakeholders, whether that's your own individual teams and, and staff. And uh, I was fortunate to sit on a Hockey Canada task team and uh, with, with the various stakeholders too. So it's been... Uh, it's been it's been all right. <laughs> I won't lie. It's uh, it's been challenging for some days, but uh, hey, uh, everyone's in the same boat. Yeah, we are. And but amazingly enough, Ryan, we're also I think every one of us, none of us had a pandemic playbook, right? You know, a stoppage, a missing like it seems to me, and you probably speak to this better than I can because you probably had to deal with you know, a, a, a weather issue, right? Like can't play the game tonight because yeah. the roads are too icy. There, there was something for that, but there was nothing for this. No. And, you know, I think the, the NBA game kind of triggered some events and you saw that happen. And, you know, when you're feeling, you had that gut feeling of, of we're next. And, uh, you know, my mind instantly goes to our athletes and, and what sure. they've been through and, 
the effort that they put into the season and that to take that away, that, that what, that's what hurts first. Um, and, you know, fortunate I got to be around our athletes in August and, and throughout the year and you see what, what they put in and um, just truly what the game means to them. And for myself and as a league, providing them with opportunities and all of a sudden, again, those are taken away and really at the best time of the year. So that was, that was the tough part instantly. And then you recognize the impact on, on our communities and um, just how they rally around our teams during that, that time of year. And, uh, you know, a lot of minor hockey is almost done and then it's, it's the greatest time for our league (laughs) and, uh, and you stop. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was challenging. And, And again, you have conversations with, with our board and, and the impact on, on the bottom line and then the people that were coming through the facility and um, it just trickles down. And then we're so ingrained in our communities as far as, you know, billets and businesses and uh, members of the community on, on the respective boards. And um, you just realize how ingrained we are in, in our community. So it was, uh, yeah, it was tough. Where, where were you when Rudy Gobert tested positive? I think I was sitting in front of my computer. Uh, I think we had one game seven in in round one, and then you kind of got a sense. So um, <laughs> we were hoping we we're starting plan two or round two, but uh, we didn't get there. No, it's crazy because you know even in our shop, we were kind of thinking, well, I guess we're going to have to have more hand sanitizer. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? Like we were so naive, I think, looking back on what it turned out to be. I even when Rudy Gobert tested positive, like, wow, that's something. And then the NBA within a half hour says, Whoop, "We're done. We're shutting it down. We're suspending play." It's like, where did this all come from? And I, I don't know. You might have been far more ahead of it than I was, but I really felt caught flat-footed in all of it. Yeah, it was funny because I was having conversations with the BCHL commissioner and I was thinking down the road, you know, maybe we're going to have to make some adjustments when we when we play you in the Doyle Cup. Yeah. <laughs> and those games were scheduled for, you know, late April. Right. Yeah. And I remember, you know, even being in Canmore early on in, in March and I was talking to the group there and we were talking about how things were progressing and, you know, obviously with that community being a tourist town, you know, the potential impact on, on the community and what we may have to face in, in the facility. And the reality was it was a week later and we weren't playing. I, you know, it's an answer you gave me before that got me thinking you, in the kind of the hours after the days afterwards, you were probably more air traffic controller than you were commissioner, right? Because of all the different groups that you have to service and even you know within your league and above your league that you were probably having to do a that must have been a, a little bit of a a chaotic 48 72 hours yeah and i mean the initial response was was the pause yeah and and you know the next morning through discussions with with hockey canada and and the cjhl it was it was pretty clear that it wasn't happening <laughs> And, you know, to, to keep our athletes in, in their communities at billets, which were a cost and, and, you know, the unknown of if you were going to get going again, um, probably the best thing it was, okay, well, we're done. That's it. I mean, um, (laughs) it wasn't easy again to, to communicate that to our teams and, and obviously down to our athletes, but, uh, yeah, there, there was no point of having them stick around. How, how would you describe, like, you know, I think you, you, as a leader, one rushes into, you know, leader mode, right? Like, I, people are looking for answers and stuff like that. Did, Ryan, was there ever a time where you got to decompress? Was there ever a time where you just got to sit down and kind of, holy crap, what's going on? Or have you done that yet? No, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Not yet. I don't know. I don't know when that'll be. Like I said, typically there's, there's the cycle to the season and, uh, you get to you get to hoist the the trophy and and crown someone a champion and then move on to you know maybe a a national championship and then get through your board of governors meeting and then you can kind of take a breath for a week a week or two and and prepare for the next season. But um, yeah, I don't know when that'll happen. But uh, ideally, we we get going at some point. How that 
it's going to look. We don't know, but um, you just realize the impact of our game in our communities and, and across the province and then the importance of it. And um, hopefully we'll back. Well, we will be back at some point. We'll be back and, and we'll be strong and, and support our communities. And, and I know they'll support us as well. Now, I, the risk of embarrassing myself here, this was your eighth season as commissioner. Am I close? Uh, yeah, I think I just wrapped up my seventh year as heading as into eight. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. So, a season like no other. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it's been, it's been dynamic and, and constantly changing and the game changes and things behind the scenes change. And, um, you know, you try and adapt and, and lead and, you know, try and have some vision towards where this game's going. So, um, you know, again, as, as you always say, take something from, from this game and, and give back. And I think that's important to recognize. Well, I would look at your, I know you're a bit of a history guy and, and certainly I'm a little bit of a history guy. I can't, I don't think that we probably would find a seven year period in the sport in which it has changed as much as the seven, as not just the AJHL, I'm talking about hockey, but dude, you have seen a lot. Like the game has changed a lot in your tenure. Well, (laughs) I'm, I'm pretty sure you were the voice of, of our scoreline, which wasn't too long ago (laughs) where that was a while. The only way to to find out a live score in the AJHL was to call the AJHL scoreline. Yeah. And to see where things have progressed from, you know, a technology perspective and, and a gameplay perspective is just, it's just amazing. And, um, I don't know what year of all-star game was on the other night, maybe 1963 in Maple Leaf Gardens, but <laughs> you just, uh, you, you watch that and you see where the game has, has come and, um, you know, respect, respect the tradition of, of the game and the history and, um, you know, just build off of it. But yeah, the game has, has changed drastically. The athletes are, are so good. The talent and, and the speed of the game is, is just amazing. And, um, you know, looking back from when I was in the league and, you know, you, you register your single digit goals. Well, yeah, you know, I'm not playing in the league anymore. I mean, the games, the games progressed and, um, from the coaching staff and, and just again to the skill and the speed of the game. It's just un- unbelievable. And I, I know it was not, you didn't answer an ad in a newspaper for this gig. I get that. But knowing what you know now, having lived what you've lived, did you, were you qualified when you applied? You know what I mean? Like, did you, or, or should you have added a couple of, have you learned a couple of new skills as commissioner as you've gone along this journey? Yeah. You know, starting out with, with the advantage of, of playing in the league and and understanding our communities, which, which is important. I mean, um, yeah, we're, we're close to a few major centers, but the lifeblood of our, our league is in, in our smaller communities and our rural communities. And you recognize what that means. So I think I had a pretty good sense of, of where we were at as a league in, in our communities. And, um, you know, we've evolved as, as a boardroom and, um, the people involved, and, and we've grown the game in the province and, you know, the path to, the path to success. And I mean, defining su- success is really up to every individual as far as where they want to go and, and what they want to take from the game. But I think we provide that and, um, you just, you know, you see guys progress through the league and whether they end up in, you know, the NHL as, as far as Cam Carr and Colton Perrieco or, um, you know, they're, they're a lawyer in, in downtown Calgary and, mm-hmm. um, going to med school and building a life and, you know, meeting your best friends and, and your spouse through the, through the game, really. Um, that's what we're about. And, and I think we're a great path to, to being successful. Oh, and, and I think that's really kind of been built upon the, the foundation. I think you've taken that and, and moved that forward, but I, I can't help but think even, you know, my time in, in junior hockey, as an operator in management 20, 20 plus years ago, it always felt like full face shields are the next big thing we're going to have. That's the biggest, you know, hurdle in front of hockey 20 years ago. But, you know, in just in your time, 
you know, you the, the game itself, I'm not talking about the AJHL, but the game itself has seen a shift in terms of the style of play. We've moved away from things like fighting and, um, and you know, the style of play has changed. But the athlete and the requirement of the athlete has changed. Now we see... You know the the school programs the 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 um you know where you can go away and and you know you know you can uh, the academies I guess is what I'm trying to say yeah um you know things like respect in sport things you know the expectation upon the team the player the coach the manager you really have seen a lot Ryan yeah it's not uh, it's not just show up at the rink and um, look at the chalkboard and. Um, <laughs> that that's it i mean yeah there's so many components and you know for us how are our athletes ingrained in our communities and you know what responsibility do we have as far as um their maturation within our organization and you know parents are putting the, the trust in in our league and in our teams to to have their their athletes and, and their children develop and there's so much more going on beyond the rink and um Obviously, education is a big piece, but there's a certain education that that you achieve outside of school and, and away from the rink, and that's you know how you manage people and interact with them and treat them, and that's so important now for us. And um, you know, again, we're not only building athletes, but we're building people in in our league. So you know, being being a dad now changes things a little bit, and you know, <laughs> sure it does. Where, where yeah. do I where do I want to send? send my son or daughter to, to go to school or, or to play sports. So yeah, you look at things a little bit differently, but you know, that's again, our responsibility as, as a league and individual teams to, to make sure we're producing, uh, producing quality people. Is that a similar conversation being across the, you know, across the country, you serve in so many different capacities and you'll have influence on so many different groups where does Alberta and, and the Alberta hockey experience over the last, you know, six, seven, eight years compare to, say, other parts of the country? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we've excelled from from an on ice perspective as far as you know providing our athletes with opportunities, and um, you know, a lot of our guys take great pride in in what we can do on a on a national scope, and you know, sending players to to the NCAA and, you know, within Alberta and CIS schools and ACA schools and, and giving them those advantages. And I think that now more so than ever, you know, kids from other provinces are looking at our league as, as an attractive opportunity to, to give them a platform to, to excel and um, to move on to the next level. So I think our brand has, has elevated over the last few years and, mm-hmm. uh, not saying we're there yet, but we have to continue to put the work in and, and understand that, Hey, it's, it's an opportunity and that's what we have to provide. And we have to make sure we're developing our athletes. Um, you kind of touched on it earlier, but tell me a little bit about the experience of going to Russia with the team last year. I guess I, it's not even a year really, yeah. right? Yet. <laughs> yeah. It feels like about five years ago, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was in, uh, in August we got to go and, you know, for me, I'm not, I'm not around the athlete like that um, typically and mm-hmm. um, most acting in a, in a director of hockey ops role where, you know, you're, you're around these athletes for, for three weeks and you really understand the importance of, of the game, but then you also understand <laughs> where they are at as, as individuals and, you know, whether that's getting through Heathrow airport or uh, <laughs> just making sure they're on time and and you know trying to facilitate some of that day-to-day travel lifestyle. It's it's interesting. It you know for me it really gave me a lot of energy to to be around that group and to be around the team and yeah. kind of go back to your to your playing days and and you see why that's so important. But you also recognize they're just kids, right? They're just kids and. Um, they trusted us in the league and, and their families trusted us to, to go on this journey. So you take a lot of pride and, and responsibility in, in that. And, you know, it, uh, it was just a truly great experience for, for everyone involved. And, you know, you look at a 17 year old kid, well, probably not going to understand the significance of that trip for a while. Right. And yeah, even myself, you know, we're, 
we're in the Kremlin and, <laughs> you know, I probably should have read a few history books before going in there, but you, you just realize what that meant and, and the history of it. And, you know, maybe when some of those guys hit 25, 30, 35, they'll think back and they think, well, that was, that was, that was an experience. And then they got to achieve that through the AJHL. So I take a lot of pride in that. So give me, give me a little bit of the background on that, Ryan. Uh, what, on what capacity, who invited, how did it all come together? Who did you end up playing? Yeah. So it's, uh, it was the, uh, serious world junior club champion. And so it was a tournament put on by, by the KHL and each year the, uh, a CJHL league uh, gets to go. So this past year we were able and fortunate enough to, to be the league that got voted to go. And so we were putting that team together in last May already. All right. And so the, the challenge was, you know, who's coming back to the league? Um, you know, how do you want to compose the team? There's certain age requirements. Um, you know, can we get potentially some of the guys that are, are going to school? So, you know, we really focused in on on the guys that have committed to our league and, and we're coming back next season. So mm-hmm. it was uh, it was a process. And obviously getting through the Russian visa process was a bit of a challenge as well. But, um, yeah, we we left uh, at late August and flew into to Moscow. And we played an exhibition game in, in Moscow and then got to tour around there and then ended up in Sochi for uh, for a week and a half. So um, our first game was against Locomotive and uh, Vladimir Putin was was in the building to, to drop the puck and it was quite the experience. So, you know, we went through the full security mode and brought our passports to the game and it was uh, it was an unbelievable experience and we were up uh, two nothing in the game. And I think, I think they thought they were going to come in and, and, and dominate, but, uh, we ended up losing three, two. So it gave us some confidence going into the tournament, but you really recognize the Canadian, you know, the Canadian game and the Canadian will through that tournament. So we ended up losing in, in the finals to team locomotive and, and, uh, took the long journey home, but just a tremendous experience for, for our athletes and then myself personally too. Wow. Okay. So a couple of questions coming out of that. So was it, who else was in the tournament then? Was this all just teams from Russia or was it teams from elsewhere? Yeah, it was teams from all over the world. So there was okay. a team from the North American league in the States. Um, Modo had a team from Sweden. Czech, Czech was there. The Finns were there and there was a Swiss team, the Red Bull team as well. Okay. So uh, just, you know, you look at, you look at the scope of, of the game and how big our game is and where the athletes are coming from and, you know, just how big that player pool is. It's just amazing. And, you know, it, it, it really, for me, you know, you recognize, you know, you're going through the path and the dream is, is to play in the NHL. Sure. And you recognize how many other people's dreams that is. And from all over the world, so for me, you know, you think, hey, again, develop through the game, but, you know, <laughs> make sure you have a plan, right? Like, it's tough to get to that level. And there's so many people trying to get to that same level. So build those relationships, learn through the game, take what you can from the game, and hopefully you get to that level. But if you don't, make sure you've, you've, you know, develop those qualities that you're going to apply it to something else. Well, I look far be it for me, but you know, regardless of the NHL dream or not, you gave, you know, 20 plus young men something that in 20 years from now, our hope is that these guys are still playing beer league hockey, hockey for life, right? That's what we want. And you don't think those guys will be all across Western Canada talking about the one time they played in front of Putin and he dropped the puck like that, (laughs) that, that to me, the NHL experience is one thing, but just the life experience that hockey can give you and, and those stories, like that's amazing to me. Yeah. Right? Okay. I got a hockey nerd question for you. Um, the championship com- concept, big in Europe, right? 
They love their yeah. they, they love their championships. They love their club championships, right? You play your team, but then you go and play a game. What did you think about it? Like, did, like to me, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, and that was the challenge for us. I mean, we were coming in facing teams that were true teams. Yes. Right. And you know, we had we had a little training camp in, in Camrose for a couple of days and brought the team together and, and our coaching staff did a great job as as far as team building. And you get on <laughs> you know, you get on the big ice and the Russians are flying down and and you know, they're not dumping it in. We all know that. <laughs> so um yeah, it was it was a whole different dynamic as far as a team and, and how you come together and yeah. just the camaraderie that, that you need. So that was a whole nother dynamic that, you know, our coaching staff did a great job at as, as building that team and, and everyone coming together. But that's more Spangler cup and less champions hockey league, right? Yeah. 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 Um, could you ever see anything? Could we ever do like, could North American sport ever learn or adapt and do something like that? Could we ever, you know, look at hosting something like, I know we do versions of it, but we kind of do it internally, but you know, something like that. Uh, it, it, does it have a life over here? Yeah, I don't know. That That's a good question. I mean, I think it, you know, we, we go through our, our world junior A challenge and, and those scenarios are our national teams. And, you know, just in the West, we're selecting teams from the West, but um, there, there always seems to be this attractiveness to to bringing the best of the best and and sometimes those don't work out because they're not the best teams right so sure you know i think yeah, there yeah. may be some value in the fact of hey this is this is a championship team and you know let's see how they stack up against against others or national teams but probably the challenge for us is just you know the graduation of of those teams and True. those players from yeah. those specific teams moving on to different levels so yeah. that would probably be the the, the biggest challenge well, that and finance. Let's, you know, we're not going to hide from anything. It's not like, yeah. you know, Ryan, you're sitting on a big pot of money. <clears throat> and if you are, could you share? Um, no. Okay. So the other thing I want to know is, and you touched on it just a little bit, but it's not the Iron Curtain anymore. It's not the Soviet Union. But, you know, it's safe to say that Russia still politically can look bad and people have their opinions and we. What was it like to be in Russia for a couple of weeks, you know, as a visiting team? What was, what was life? What did you observe about life in Russia? Yeah, you know, you, you have that perception and, um, you know, you got to spend time out in the community and, and walk around and, and really get a feel. And, you know, coming from from Ukrainian heritage, you look at people's faces. And for me, it's funny to say, but you see your face and your family's face in those people. Sure. And that's in a different, that's in a different country across the world. And, you know, they may not, they may not look you in the eye. Uh, they may not be as vocal as people in Canada or, or, or friendly <laughs> in a sense. Yeah. But, but you still see what it's about. It's about, it's about family. They're out with their children uh, they're out with their friends, and there's still a strong sense of pride in in their country and in their community and and in their family, and that that's what it's about. And and you know, I really enjoyed my time time there. And um, yeah, they may not be as willing to to open up right off the bat, but but they do, and they try and communicate. And um, I can't say enough about the people there. It was just such an enjoyable experience. Did you get exposed at all to their their systems, their way of doing their development? or any, I know it was a short trip and you're in a tournament, but was there any chance to, to see what their development models were like or anything like that? Yeah, you know, we were, we were in Moscow and um, in, in this old rink, and there was, I think they were probably 10 and 11-year-olds. And so all of the parents weren't allowed to sit in the stands. They sat outside and watched on a TV. Wow. And the kids probably for the first half an hour didn't have sticks, no sticks, all skating. There were two coaches on the ice, probably about 35 kids. There weren't any kids messing around, falling down, skating away all focused, all in line, doing the drills on time. 
and they already had the wide Russian stance. You could see, <laughs> you could see the stability and the edges that they already had at this level. And it was incredible. And so when, when some of our staff and we were, we were talking to, to the coaches and they don't have pucks, they don't use pucks for their first couple of years of development. They may not use sticks for a while. Jeez. It's, it's, it's discipline. It's structured. Um, they're working on skating. Is it fun? Uh, <laughs> that, that, that may be the question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, just from uh, from a discipline and, and structure perspective, it, it was impressive to watch. Does it, do kids get burned out potentially? Yeah. Um, Alexei Morozov was, uh, he works with the KHL and he was, he was running the tournament. We were oh, in. okay. You know, you, we had, we had very candid conversations about the game and you know, it's, it's similar to what we experience here. You know, is it fun? Do the kids get burnt out? Um, why are you leaving the area or why are you leaving the country to go play somewhere else? Those those are the same conversations yep. we have on a day to day basis. Universal, right? They're universal, right? You know why? Why for them? It's it's you know why are you coming over to North America to play? We have a great development system here. Some of the legendary stories of Canadian teams going to Russia, the Soviet Union. Doesn't matter if it's seventy two. Doesn't matter if it was you know World Juniors. Always seem to revolve around food. How is the food, Ryan? <laughs> Well, in Moscow, it was it was so so, okay. it was so so. But uh, we got to stay in a, in a pretty good place in Sochi, and it was it was like going down to the buffet every day, and my baba was cooking in the back, <laughs> so it was pretty good. <laughs> so I saw things in the uh, in the buffet line that I hadn't seen probably since since I was a kid. Okay. But uh, but yeah, they were good. So it was good. <laughs> would you um, would you guys do it again? Would you? I mean, obviously you mentioned you got selected, so there's probably a process, and it will be a while. But uh, it, was it was it worthwhile? Yeah, yeah, with, without a doubt. And then you know you have some some hesitancy leaving leaving your family and and going on the journey, and you know making sure that uh, hey again you're responsible for for these athletes and the families that put trust in you and. Um, yeah, it was, it was tough to go, but it was, it was worth every minute of it. So yeah, if the opportunity came up again, it would, it would be a great opportunity. And actually this, this year, Manitoba was supposed to go, but unfortunately the, the tournament got canceled. So, yeah. um, yeah, a, a tremendous experience. Yeah. It's, it's, as you're talking about it, it's, it's funny, like, um, you know, the game has changed. We talked about that. One of the things that I'm not sure we're better for, but are, are losing, you know, kind of tournaments like the Viking Cup and Camrose, and you know, even the, and although they got back to having some international teams in the Max tournament, that was always, you know, in the '80s and the '90s and the early part of the 2000s, that was always a kind of a cool Christmas feature, is kind of that international tournament component across Western Canada. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was more so then, you know, the mystery of right of those those teams and those athletes and and how you stacked up and. You know, as as the lines between <laughs> essentially borders have have decreased and yeah. and travel and, and the ability for for athletes to play all over the world has increased. Those those mysteries have have decreased a little bit. Um, well, I should read this. Just want to let everybody know if you want the latest Sport Calgary updates in one place, sign up for Sport Calgary's newsletter for the latest monthly updates sent straight to your inbox. Sign up at sportcalgary.ca. Ryan, where'd you grow up? I grew up just outside of Camrose, Alberta, uh, on a farm, and just went. I went to a little school. It was called Hay Lake School from sure. from kindergarten to to grade twelve. So, spent my time there and in, in that community, and um, moved on from there, and, and played a couple of years in the AJ with with the Bonneville Pontiacs. Yeah. So, it was uh, yeah. You you look back, and and you know my parents did a great job of providing me with that opportunity and and the experience of, of growing up there and, and through the game. So a lot of respect for them for, for providing that. Hay Lakes had a great um, grain tower that was kind of the halfway point, wasn't it, between Edmonton and Camrose? 
It was. It was a. Uh, it was uh, numerous trips to that grain elevator to to see if the grain was dry. So um, <laughs> <laughs> very familiar with with that. And and there also used to be a hotel with a with a big H on top of it that uh, some could confuse as a hospital, but it was uh, it stood for hotel. <laughs> All right. Well, you we know you got someplace in hockey, but when did you start playing? Where when was when was your introduction to the game? Oh, well, you, you think about it, and then you know why did I why did I start playing? Well, you know, growing up around Edmonton in, in the eighties, obviously you have infatuation with with the Oilers, sure. but you know you get to you get to grade one, and your friends are playing hockey. Well, that's why you play hockey. So, you know, I I remember showing up for for my first tryout with. A helmet and gloves and a stick skates that's it i didn't even have equipment <laughs> <laughs> so you know you, you go from there and, and you learn and your know, mom and dad go get you equipment and then you go so you know you're playing with your friends and um that, i think about that a lot as far as how our game has developed now and and with kids going to to different schools and competing on different teams and you kind of lose that component of, Hey, I'm, I'm playing with my friends. Right. So, right. you know, you, you look at, at the small town hockey, right? Like are those, are those rinks still there? Probably, probably the majority that, that I played in as a kid may not be there. Do they still have teams? Are there enough kids to, to put a team on the ice? And, you know, I, I think about that a lot, just starting in the game like that. So, um, yeah, <laughs> You start because your friends play and, and you love the game. My guess, and it's just this, is because of where you grew up. My guess is hockey in the winter, ball in the summer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had a little, uh, a little spot to, to play ball, and everyone kind of joined up. And you know, we were outside of cameras a little bit, so it was yep. all the rural kids and the, and the farm kids playing together. So, so yeah, it was uh, it was fun. You you go through the again, the cycle of the season and, uh, and harvest and, and then it's summer. So, okay. So you're back at it. You just brought up, I forgot you're the first person I've ever been able to talk about this with, but you brought it up. So I'm going to put it on you. Were you a farm kid? Would, because I'm a city kid and we'd play in those tournaments against the farm kids and they'd feed us our lunch. We may, we may not have, we may not have lost the game, but we would have got the crap kicked out of us because they were so big and tough. Were you a farm kid? Yeah, I, I I grew up on a farm. Um, to be described as a farm kid, maybe, um, <laughs> probably, probably, probably the the discipline of of a farm kid, um, just based on what needed to be done and and when it needed to be done. And um, yeah, it was it was a great experience and and you know my sister and i growing up on the farm you learn a lot of things that you know maybe some don't but yeah but wouldn't wouldn't change it for the world yeah but did, like okay but did you guys pick on those city teams <laughs> uh i don't know i don't know it was uh you you'd have a different feel sometimes playing in playing in the city and um i think that was that was part of the experience yeah. being part of yeah, yeah. those teams right and, yeah and going into different communities and, and just seeing how you stack up. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good group to, to grow up with for sure. When did you get serious about the game? When did, when did you, you know, know that there might be a little bit more than just playing in Hay Lakes? Uh, yeah, I, I played in, uh, in Camrose for a bit and, and then off to, to Sherwood park and, you know, you know, for for me, it was it was my hard work got me. I mean, I was never most the never the most skilled player or or swiftest of foot for sure. So, you know, I think just my hard work kind of carried yep. me as far as I could, and and got to a point where I got to play in in the AJHL and experience the community of Bonnyville and and again take take from that and and learn and and move on. So uh, from there, I went out to to the University of Ottawa with with a hockey bag and a suitcase and, <laughs> and prepared myself for another experience. So, uh, yeah, you, you just, you know, you think back now and I thought, wow, would I let my son just pick up and go like that? Well, yeah, I probably would, but <laughs> it's, know, it's a fascinating probably. conversation, isn't it? Like, I, yeah. I mean, my daughter's just about to leave home. Like I, and she's 22, not 16, but it's <laughs> like, 
you know, and I couldn't wait to get, I mean, I wasn't good enough to go anywhere, but even college, I couldn't wait to get out of the house. But it's it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you you get on the plane, and like I said, you have your hockey bag and your suitcase, and you don't know anybody, and you show up at where you're supposed to live, and um, yeah, you just go. You just you're a little bit naive to it, but you you navigate through. And hey, there's there's a point where you're gonna have to make some decisions, right or wrong, and yeah, and and learn from those, and and figure it out next time, right? So. You know, as you have the fundamentals and, and the foundation that, that your parents have, have taught you. And, you know, have to, you have to rely on that and move from there and move on. And then, again, make some decisions, right or wrong. How did you end up in Bonneville? <laughs> well, I got a letter and it was, it was the first camp. So I went. Really? Uh, oh, so would, did you go to like just, so were you a, a spring camp guy or was this a fall camp? Yeah, you you go through the spring camps, and yep. you know, I remember, you know, you go you go down the driveway, and it's a kilometer long, and there's some letters in the mail, and you see the team logos and, and get excited and <laughs> and go from there. So um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it was an interesting experience for sure, and you kind of navigate yourself through the camps, and you know, I remember to this day, you know, you're you're there, and camp's over, and you say bye to your parents and they're sitting there thinking what's going on here. Right. And yeah. well, you're there. It's, that's where you're going to be. So, um, it, uh, clear as day, you'd see my, see my mom's face thinking, really, you're, you're staying here. <laughs> said, yeah, we're, we're going. So, um, yeah, it was good. Two, two years of my life. And again, you take something from it and, sure. and learn about the people and, and meet some, some great people and move on. So, well, the thing, you, good. the thing you can never, ever, under, I don't think understand or appreciate is that in that moment, that's huge, right? Like, I bet you remember your first game with that jersey on, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it's funny to look back. It was, it was in Lloyd Minster, our first regular season game. And, um, you know, Gord was the coach of, of Lloyd Minster Bobcats sure. and currently the, the <laughs> and Court McMurray, yeah, isn't he? Court, Court McMurray. So, <laughs> Uh, I got credited with I got credited with the overtime winner that night. Wow! In your first could have went off could have went off my stick or my butt or something, but I got credited <laughs> with it. So, you know, I thought it was going to be easy easy pickings to score goals in the AJHL, and I think I ended up with two that year. So, <laughs> it wasn't as easy as I thought. Yeah, you're I'm I'm on, I'm on pace for sixty eight, <laughs> right? Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. And then, so the University of Ottawa, why, why there? Yeah, just again, an opportunity and, and, uh, a chance to continue to play and, and learn and, and be in a new situation. So, uh, spent some time there, played on the team for, for a year. And, and then you have to make the decision whether, whether you're going to continue to chase the dream or, or go to school. So, uh, that's where it got for me and ended up spending five and a half years in Ottawa. And, you know, you, you meet your best man and, and you meet your wife and yeah, there you go. What was, was making that decision to retire hard for you? Uh, well, I, I did get cut. So <laughs> it was made for you. <clears throat> it was made for me. And, you know, I got to make oh. the choice whether you wanted to, to look somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've, I've told many people this, it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. And you get, you move on from a structure where you've had, where you had something for, or, you know, since you were five years old. Right. Um, to, to a lot of time, <laughs> a lot of unstructured time on your hands. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, the decision was made for me. And I think, you know, at at some point that happens for, for every athlete. And um yeah, you you know, you you sit back and yeah, you miss the game and you miss being around a team and, and the athletes and, and your friends, but sure. um you know, at a certain point you recognize that hey, there there's there's more I need to to learn and, and discover and, and grow as an individual. So it was, uh, it was a shock at first, I think probably like it is for everyone, but, uh, you continue on and, and yeah, it was, it was, uh, 
it was a new and I guess a new chapter for for myself and anyone who kind of goes through that experience. So what, just backing up just a couple seasons, you're finishing up in Bonneville, you're going to go to Ottawa. What's your mindset? Is is hockey your life? Is hockey your passion? Is hockey something you're good at? How would you describe where the sport fit yeah. for you? Yeah, I think I think all of them and, okay. and you know, you want to you want to continue on and and yeah. and see how you measure up. Right. And, and I think that's always the challenge as far as, you know, your internal drive and then your desire to, to compete and sure. and see where you are at as a as an individual and how you contribute and, and complement yourself to a team. So, yeah, it was it was your life. And um, again, you you look back now and you kind of credit your parents for for allowing that opportunity to happen and, and for you to follow that. I mean, I'm sure in some scenarios, the. Uh, you know, mom and dad might say, hey, no, you gotta, you gotta stay on the farm and, and that's it. So, um, they allowed me to kind of chase that dream and, and, uh, you know, turned out, turned out pretty well, I think. Oh, I, yeah, I think the, let's not give away the ending, but yeah, it turned out okay. Um, so now you go from being student athlete to student. Uh, what yeah. are you at, at that very moment? What are you enrolled in? What are you taking year two? <sighs> I'm in, uh, kinesiology degree okay and i'm living with uh four other four other guys in in what used to be a hockey house and only one of those one of those guys is, is playing hockey anymore and it's funny because they <laughs> they saw the, the they saw the freedom of the rest of the house and um <laughs> got envious did they I, they did they did so um yeah i went went through my kinesiology degree and um remained out in, in Ottawa and ended up taking, um, my master's degree out there too. So okay. it was, it was a great experience and it's uh, it's a great city. So, um, I, I, nothing, nothing bad to say about my experience there. So, okay. So second year Ryan is, is in kinesiology and my guess is, and it's just a guess, but it's a pretty good guess is somewhere along the line, you take some sort of course or get some sort of advice where somebody sits you down and says, all right, Ryan, what's your five and your 10 year goal? What were in the middle of your education experience? What were you thinking you were going to be doing in 10 years? Well, I remember, I remember taking a a teaching class as part of my degree Mm -hmm. and we went out, we went out to a school. (laughs) And after that visit to that school, that wasn't happening. <laughs> okay, so we were so, done cross teaching off. Yeah, you know, you <laughs> it was it was good. I'm glad I, I recognized that that day. So yeah, that yeah. that was good. And you know, you, you're in Ottawa, and there's a lot of you know sport management people and national sport organizations and um, people involved in in the in the sport like that. And you know, you kind of get a passion to to see how things are structured and, and how they operate and, and just, you know, the dynamics that go into that type of organization, which ultimately is going to benefit the athlete. Mm-hmm. And, and that was probably, you know, the initial passion. And, um, you know, you go through the leadership classes and, and the communication and the psychology of, of the game. And, um, you just realize how big the scope is and it's all based on, on sport and, um, you know, filtering down, it, it's, it's based on, on life and, and relationships. And you just see how all of those components have to be really at, at an optimal place in, in order to be successful. And you see, you know, you look at, at the game, you may have the most talented player and the most skilled player in the world, but there, there's so much more to that. So those were, well, those were the type of components that, you know, kind of sparked, sparked the next step for me. You graduate, you said you went back, you got your master's, right? Yeah. So you graduate, now what? Where Where are we going? Where's your attention? What's, wh- did you pack everybody up in the, the van and drive home, or what was, what happens? Yeah, we, we've, <laughs> I, uh, I met my, well, my wife in, in Ottawa, and um, while we were dating, we made the, the trek back to, to Alberta, so that obviously puts the relationship uh, at a test driving across the country. So <laughs> I bet it does. Um, you know that I actually remember that very vividly because it was um, 
it was Calgary Tampa in, in in the Stanley Cup Finals in 2004. I was uh, I was missing a game because we were driving across. I just wanted to get home. <laughs> and a certain at a certain point, there's there's only CBC Radio, so yeah, um, there was no satellite radio or anything like that. But uh, but yeah, packed up and, and came back and ended up at uh, at a marketing agency in in Calgary. So um, my wife was had to go back. Well, she wasn't my wife yet, but was was back in Ottawa finishing up her her teaching degree and I was in Calgary working for for a marketing agency that was that was kind of my first step and an introduction into into my career so marketing or sports marketing well it was it was just purely a a marketing agency and um you know we put on different events and then worked uh with different clients whether it was you know the Nikes of the world and, and HBC and, and Rogers at the time. So it was, yep. it was a small office and, and we had a really good group of staff there and, and some good leadership where, you know, you really got to learn the ins and outs and you were doing everything from, <laughs> you know, everything packing up, pack, yeah, you're packing up boxes, you're putting on events. It's, it's, uh, the full scope, but I mean, it's, it comes down to some work and, and some attention to detail. And again, you know, I think, for me, that was kind of the initiation of the, uh, the client relationship and, and, you know, someone's your client and then they ex- have certain expectations of you and then you have to meet certain standards and, you know, it's your responsibility to, to deliver those. And that's still something to this day I've, I've taken with me as far as, you know, whether it's an individual team in our league, uh, whether it's one of our sponsors, whether you're working with you know, Hockey Alberta or, or Hockey Canada, that's, you know, they have their, their certain deliverables and expectations and, and that's what you strive to meet on a day-to-day basis. So how do you get back to the AJHL? What's, how do you end up back in the league that you played, the league that, you know, recruited you? you end up back there. How did, how does that happen? Is that a direct path? Is that, is there a story there or? Yeah. The, the league actually came to the marketing agency. Um, and, and the league was, was a client. So, uh, we were working on a rebrand for the league and some marketing initiatives and, and how we kind of increase the the profile and, and the brand of the league. So I was fortunate enough to, to work on that project and, um, from there, there was an opportunity with the league and a marketing role, and I played in the league and I worked on on the project, so it ended up being a good fit. And as, as they as they say, you never left after that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but you didn't so, yeah, you, you, know, you didn't join the league as commissioner, though, right? You were in the league before that position came open for you, correct? Yeah, that's correct. I was in in a marketing role, so um, the league had never really truly had you know, full time staff and. Uh, it was it was the first step to to where we've come today. So I am guessing you were around thirty one, thirty two when the job came open. The, the commissioner role, yeah. The yeah, top, uh, the top yeah. job, yeah. I just, right? Yeah, I just uh, I just turned forty, so that would be yeah, yeah, yeah 30, thirty three. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. Y- that's young, dude. Right, like you look around, like you were, you were thrust in there. You jumped in, like you got it. You got your feet wet early, right? Was that yeah. a challenge? Yeah, I mean, from from being in the marketing role and, and understanding the dynamics of the league and the challenges of the league, you had to, you had to jump in and and uh, try and make your mark right off the bat and, and kind of set the tone as far as how we're going to operate and, and work with our board to, to understand where we need to, to get to and what needs to happen instantly. And, um, yeah, to, to this day, it's, it's, it's challenging and then rewarding for sure. Yeah. It, I, you know, I don't know if people from the outside appreciate the job, right. And, and, and I'll, st- I, you don't have to answer. I'll just talk about it. When somebody's mad at an official, you get a call. When somebody wants, you know, a certain player, you get a call. Uh, you know, when somebody doesn't feel like something's right, you get a call. You get a lot of calls. Like, you, you really, were you prepared for that part of the job? Were you prepared for 
you know, kind of being the the sounding board, the answering service for everybody's, and I don't want to call them problems. They're just day to day issues. Yeah, I mean, I, I almost relate it to to our coaches and, and general managers in the sense where you know they're in they're in their communities and and the scope of of their job is fairly significant. And, you know, that's that's coaching on the ice that's recruiting that's yep. working with billets that's working with sponsors that's negotiating deals with your local community and facility and that's junior a hockey <laughs> whether you're a whether you're a head coach or or work in the league office i mean the scope of of the day-to-day is is large and it it changes throughout the year and you know you have to be you have to be on um 24 seven and then seven days a week because you know the issue the issue on the other end of the phone typically isn't the same right who were who your mentors who were the who were the people that helped you know you talked about your parents as a base but i'm just wondering you know who were the people that kind of helped you in your professional career you know evolve into the leader you are today ryan yeah i think you know my sister's eight years older than i am so um major influence in on me and you know just working with with our staff and you know you lean on on the people with within the league and their experience and and you know use use what you can right so you know like i said my my sister's been been a great influence on me and um again you look at people involved in the game what can you learn what can you take away how do you complement that so it's important to, to lean on those people and then understand what they can provide you. Yeah. Are you a mentor? Do you, are you working with young leaders or there, are there certain people that have come to you now with your journey, not complete, but you're in the middle of it. Are there, are there, you know, have you been able to kind of pay back in a way? Yeah. You, you know, a little bit. I mean, for me, you, you try and get away from <laughs> the, the rink and, and, Yep. the game a little bit but yep. you know to be able to to go on the ice and, and coach coach my son or go out to the ball field and and you know coach with them I think that's kind of where you have to escape a little bit and um really take that opportunity to to give some guidance right and then yeah. you know it's, it's more so probably some some life guidance and and the game is secondary but um you know, you just learn so much from the game and, and learn about people and and yourself. So, um, yeah, it, it's the greatest thing ever. You know, being being a dad and and being around the kids and um, trying to give back. What what kind of coach is Ryan? Uh, uh, uh yeah, you got to have some fun, right? Like, yep. You know, you you, you go to the ball diamond there. They're six and seven. They're going to kick some dirt up. That that's just the nature of being <laughs> six and seven. Sure. Um, that that's that's the fun part. And and yeah, get out, enjoy enjoy the time with your friends, and and try and learn the game and and see see where it takes you. So um, yeah, that, that that's the fun part. What okay? So just a couple more for me, but I'm I'm fascinated to know by from managers. What what is your key to diffusing stress? What do what do you do, Ryan, to kind of take yourself and 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 get to a place where you can, you know, diffuse and 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 get healthy again, as it were, mentally. Yeah, that's that's uh, <laughs> today, June fourth, twenty twenty. That's. That's sometimes a little tougher, probably an to answer today than, Fair than normally. Enough. Yes, but, yes, but under uh, normal circumstances. Yeah, you know, wherever you can potentially not carry your phone around for for a little bit, and um, you know, go for a run, and uh, you know, spend some spend some time with the family, where yeah, you just get to escape, and you know, maybe go on a vacation or go sit at a ball game or, or, or something like that. So that, that's where you have to just take some time and take a breath and, and understand that, uh, you know, life isn't that bad. Right. You optimistic? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're getting there. 
Um, I think you have to be. Uh, typically, probably my wife would say I'm a glass half empty type of guy, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you, you again, you kind of get around the athletes, and, and that's where you get your energy from, and, and you get around your kids, and um, that that's what you have to draw on for for optimism. I think. Yeah, are you optimistic about the game? Yeah, yeah, I do. It, it comes down to the passion, passion of the athletes, I think, um, and that that's gonna that's gonna be the energizer. I think this time away from from the game it will be a benefit as far as what the game does, and maybe you can take a breath while you're playing the game, yeah, and and enjoy it and have some fun. So, yeah, yeah, I am. I mean, I think you have to look at some opportunities right now and I, I think that that might be the most important one as far as you know what the game means to everyone and and what you what you can take from it and what you can give back and you know whether it's hey getting out to game seven of the finals or getting out to an outdoor rink and playing with your friends I think I think that's going to be that's going to be where the optimism lies yeah it's it's you know you it's it's real easy I think in something like this to kind of get hokey or whatever but mm-hmm. I, I'm really kind of buoyed by the people that I talk to and, and just some of the kind of uninitiated conversations of people saying, you know, maybe we just need to calm down a little bit. Maybe we just need to, <laughs> you know, a little less structure, a little less. There's time for it. We'll get there. But maybe we don't need to be on a highway to get to the high end of development. Maybe we can yeah. play a few more games and, and, and get outside a little bit more. That That's what that's why I'm optimistic. I, I'm hearing that a bit more, which I think is positive. Well, you see guys, you know, I, I just want to go for a skate, right? Yep. Guys just want to go for a skate. And, you know, you always think about it, whether you're five years old or 40 years old that first step on the ice, right? I mean, yeah, you just said it may sound hokey, but it seems a lot more important and significant right now, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, my last question for you, sir, is the same last question that I ask all of my guests on this program. I give you no parameters. You may answer it any way you want. And that is, and I know you're an Okotoks guy, right? You're you're in and around Calgary, correct? Yep. Okay. So give correct. me your hidden Calgary and area gem. Ryan, I want your hidden Calgary area gem. I'm not putting any parameters on it. When we all come out of this, I just want to give people some things to look forward to or to put on a list or something like that. So give me your hidden Calgary and area gem. Well, well, for me, you know, you you get out of Okotoks here and, and you get on Highway 7 and I take it for granted. 100% I take it for granted every day that you turn that corner and, and you see those mountains right there. And so you take the drive and, you know, you go through through Black Diamond and, and Turner Valley and, and you get a little further and, you know, you just end up at, at Sheep River Falls. And whether you just grab a coffee or a pack a picnic with the family, that's that's a nice little spot to get to. And, you know, the the drive is, is enjoyable and um, just, again, being able to, to take a breath and I think cell service cuts out at a certain point too. So that's not a bad thing. And you just uh, <laughs> enjoy the spot and, and enjoy the people you're with. Ryan, I've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed being with you uh, here for an hour. Um, I'm, I've been a big fan of your work. Um, I, again, I'll say it. I don't think you can, but I'll say it. I don't know if people appreciate exactly what your job entails. Sometimes there's a lot going on, a lot of moving pieces, and there's heavy lifting to come. We all have heavy lifting to do when this is over and to rebuild, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, just wanted to spend some time with you, and I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. So thank you for doing this today. Yeah, thanks, Robin. You know, I appreciate you know the support over the years and, and your your approach to, to the game and, and life in the game as well. So uh, very appreciative of that. Thanks to Ryan. Um, I love the story. I love the, you know, just a small-town Alberta kid who – uh, uses hockey as a way to get an education and then uh, finds his way back to the league that gave him that opportunity. Uh, Ryan's a great guy. Uh, as I said, uh, really appreciative of the work that he's put in. Another one of the young leaders in sport. Um, and you can hear um, he's got a you know very much 
the perspective of the athlete mattering first and, and what we need to do. So always a pleasure to spend some time with Ryan. Thanks to him. Thanks to all of our guests recently. We had a ton of uh, really good guests. Uh, Dean Molberg, if you didn't hear Boomer, that was a fantastic conversation from a couple of weeks ago. Uh, all kinds of, geez, Al Coates, geez, a couple months ago was a great, uh, great hockey chat. Um, geez, uh, just all kinds of great leaders in there. Cass Campbell, Pascal, uh, check it out. If you, if you haven't had a chance, just go back to uh, sportcalgary.ca slash podcasts and, and see the kind of people that we've had on this program. It's been a lot of fun and more to come and more to come. So subscribe by going to Spotify and, and signing up there or Apple Podcasts. Uh, I am Rob Kerr. This has been the original Six Week Conversation Podcast for Sport Calgary.